Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers. I am your host, Joshua Tracy. And I am Corwin Heller. And Corwin, today we'll be talking about your NFL mock draft. I can't wait. I'm so excited to talk about this and get everything wrong. Because that's the way it works. Yeah, well luckily you don't have to wait long because that's all we fucking got. Um, Actually, before we get started, I'm going to play an ad from our friends over at Sports Trebuchet. Do you like to talk about sports? Do you like podcasts? Do you like talking about professional wrestling? Do you like medieval weaponry? Then check us out at Sports Trebuchet on Twitter or listen to us, Sports Trebuchet on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you listen. What's up? All right, we're back. Corwin? Yes. What do you got? Just want to dive straight into it? Um, fuck it. Why not? I mean, this so this is going to come out um, on Monday. Monday the 22nd, so it would be a good three days before the draft itself. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know what other primer to really do, um, unless there's any prefacing you want to do beforehand. Yeah, um, I'm basically doing – it's a single – First round, uh, I usually do two or three rounds for my personal mock drafts that I don't publish because I'm dumb. Um, we're just doing one because it's, you know, a short episode. We're not trying to do the two and a half hours worth. Um, no trades. Um, I do a couple every now and again where I include trades, but not going to do that with this just to keep it straightforward since it's the first one we're doing. Um, I pretty much tried to go major needs at each position. Um, some of these picks I'll talk about are ones where I just really want to see the team go for this player. Other picks, it'll be stuff that I just, it's so heavily rumored to happen and it looks like it's going to be that way that you got to go with it. Um, so, I mean, I'll clarify what's going on depending on the pick. So let's just jump right into it, I guess. All right. So first overall pick round one, pick one. Tell me about it. Uh, this is just one of those picks where it's not the decision I personally would have made, but it's looking like it's going to end up being this way regardless. So might as well stick with it and try and make the rest of the mock draft a little bit more accurate. Uh, so we went with Kyler Murray, a quarterback from Oklahoma. Um, he's not my favorite quarterback in this class. I like him significantly less than I did Josh Rosen this time last year. Uh, I still think Josh Rosen is going to be a better NFL quarterback. I mean, it's Cliff Kingsbury. He's going to have a dynamic offense with whoever he has a quarterback. They just really seem to love Kyler Murray and want to move that direction. So I can tell you that if they do do this, they are going to trade Josh Rosen before the draft. And... Wherever he ends up is going to affect the rest of the quarterback needy teams in this. So right off the bat, it's going to screw everything up. But fuck it. Why not? Let's stick with it. Where would you most likely see Josh Rosen going? Um, I could see him going to Miami or Washington. No gigantes? Uh, no, I don't think the Giants are smart enough for that. In all honesty. <laughs> well, Dave Gettleman anyway yeah like they just don't seem committed to wanting a quarterback I think he would be so like that would be the best spot for him Um, the New York media would probably tear into him but I think he's got the mental fortitude to hold on to it or to handle it Um, he's got enough weapons even without OBJ to actually put together a solid you know sophomore season but I just don't see them biting the bullet on sending a... Like, they definitely wouldn't send their first-round pick this year. I just don't see them biting the bullet and sending their second this year for Josh Rosen. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I don't like this. I, But it's been talked about to death. And when things get talked about this much, it's hard not to take it mm-hmm. relatively seriously. When it first started up, it was a lot of like, no fucking way. Why would the cards do that? That's fucking stupid. But it's just not left. And it's hard to tell if it's 
like a combination of the fact that like this is the dude, Kyler Murray is the dude that turned down the Oakland A's to play baseball. And $14 this, million. Dollars. And and he's also the guy that just won the Heisman. And this is the team that the the Cardinals are a team that did super fucking poorly. And this is a head coach that likes young mobile quarter. Like it's tough to tell if it's actually a thing though. or if it's just the perfect storm of media interest and situation that it like writers will go, Well, it makes sense, and then it just doesn't happen. It's tough. I don't even know where this idea where Cliff Kingsbury loves, you know, small mobile quarterbacks is from. Like when he was at Texas Tech, none of his quarterbacks were run heavy um, outside of Pat Mahomes just because he's so good at moving outside the pocket and moving, you know, behind the line of of scrimmage and breaking free. Johnny Manziel at Texas A&M was really his only mobile quarterback that he's ever really truly had at starter. So... I yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I I heard the same thing, but I think I think it's just it's just writers like to come up with shit just to talk about, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, he could Kingsbury could have had twenty five quarterbacks, and only one of them would have been mobile, and someone would have said he likes the mobile quarterback the most. Though you're not wrong. That's yeah. exactly so how that would go. Let's just move on to the next one because I feel like I feel like we could spend an so entire hour talking yeah. about just the Kyler Murray situation. Oh, I definitely could. So moving anyway. on to number two. San Francisco 49ers, I have the best player in the draft going here, Nick Bosa, edge rusher from Ohio State. Uh, missed almost all of this past year with a sports hernia. Um, dropped out of school early to focus on the draft. If he was able to play through his entire uh, junior year, I think there's no doubt, no question that he would be the first overall pick. Um, He's just that talented. I think he's more talented than Joey Bosa is. Um, I think you could plug him in anywhere into any one of these teams um, in the top 10 and, well, any team, and he would just be a dynamite pass rusher for them. Um, I think this is just San Francisco having the best player in the draft fall to them. Um, If Arizona does go with Nick Bosa first overall and they are just bluffing with Kyler Murray, uh, I could very easily see San Francisco trading out of this pick, or at least attempting to. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what to say about it because, it, I mean, you're right. This is the best player in the draft, and it's the second overall pick. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm sad because I, I want him on the Jets, <laughs> who have the next pick. But there's uh, no chance yeah. he falls to number three. Unless someone offers, you know, a king's ransom to move up to number two for a quarterback, which or unless the 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 Niners pull some last year's Giants bullshit and don't take the player that fits their needs the best and end up taking some random ass non-impact position like running back second overall. <laughs> I but, can absolutely uh, see the 49ers attempting to draft Saquon Barkley at two overall. We're gonna just draft writing his name on the card and just <laughs> seeing if anyone would notice. Yeah, well, imagine, it's like that year that I joked everyone was just going to draft Mitch Trubisky. Exactly. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Here give me, give me the number three. All right, Josh. Since you're a New York Jets fan, you're a little more into to their wants and needs. Uh, if you could, if you could have any position drafted here, where would you want to go, or any player if you happen to know any that you uh, uh, specifically I'm gonna... want. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to just agree with what you said here in, in, in the Josh Allen pick. I know that there's been a lot of Jets fans talk about Quentin Williams, um, which I understand and respect, but I, if we are going to go defense, I'm sick to death of drafting interior linemen. Give me a guy on the edge. We have not been able to set... Do you know how tired I am of seeing opposing team quarterbacks like Ryan Tannehill, like not good quarterbacks on their feet, running all over the field because we have the incapability of setting a fucking edge i want an edge rusher i want an actual guy who can even if he's not getting the sacks that we've been missing for the past few seasons to at least be a presence to help set the pocket so that the other interior linemen that we have on the team can do a better job give me give me um uh, uh josh allen so I feel you. I feel like picks three and four here are basically um, just whichever one gets taken at three, the other one's going at four, 
uh, with Josh yeah. Allen, I have going to the Jets, and Quinnen Williams, who I have as the number two player on my board, going. To Plus, don't you want Oakland. Josh Allen to sack Josh Allen twice a year? Uh, that would be fantastic. That right. Would, that the mean potential alone. I know. <laughs> um, or if Josh Allen catches like a pick six off of Josh Allen, <laughs> I mean it's endless the, the possibilities. So basically, what this comes down to is whether or not you want your. Um, pressure to come from inside defenders or an edge rusher uh it's really just preference for defensive coordinators i gave josh allen to the jets because um uh what's the guy's name greg williams does focus more on edge rush than he does interior line rush um just in what i've seen with his formations it really these guys could both end up being the same caliber of player although I would give Quinn and Williams a much higher floor I think it could be a poor man's Aaron Donald with more size um, he's just shown a knack at being able to just be a disruptive force on the inside so it really just comes down to preference for picks three and four like Oakland doesn't have bad defensive tackles like they have a good interior line but Quinn and Williams is so disruptive and such a good player they just need bodies. They just need the best players they can get in Oakland, and that's why I got them going, Quinnen. Yeah, I don't think I'd be, like, diving through tables like a Bills fan levels of angry <laughs> about taking Quinnen Williams because I do think he's going to be... I mean, the third overall pick should get you premier talent, so, like, I'm not yes. worried about getting a good player at three. It really... It's like what you said. It's just positional value at this point and if I had the option which it looks like the Jets will give me the guy on the outside rather than the inside but yeah so Thursday's episode so the episode that came out today uh, based on draft pick value moving down from one to two to three to four to five whatever it may be it's not as crazy as you might think as long as it's a draft like this where all of these players are at essentially the same tier same caliber of uh, player it just comes down to positional preference so like this isn't a good year to move down a pick or two in the top five or six this is a good year for that right ready to move on yeah anymore cool number five to the tampa bay buccaneers i have devin white linebacker out of lsu uh, Tampa Bay just lost themselves a pretty damn good linebacker in Quan Alexander. And why not give them another top player on my board in Devin White, who is just an absolute dynamite lightning rod of a uh, linebacker. Um, just absolutely lightning quick, much better hitter uh, than you would expect for a raw I want to say raw. He's not incredibly raw. He is a very good linebacker, regardless of um, what you might describe him as. Uh, Roquan Smith last year went sixth overall to the Bears, and Devin White is just as fast and even bigger than he is. Um, I love this guy. I would kill to have him somehow fall to the Steelers. Um he's just so good. I think he'd really fill out that Tampa Bay defense and give them just something to have something to lead that defense because they just looked lost last year yeah um i think whoever they take it's going to matter because i mean players matter but it's not going to matter nearly as much as like the coaching turnover that the tampa bay just experienced by hiring mm -hmm. bruce arians and they demoted their old head coach to their oc and they brought in todd bowles as their dc so um this pick, regardless of what it is, I don't think is going to be the impact that that's going to be. But, yeah, like, cool, man. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a wild pick. This. Yeah, no, I, I, sounds like you really killed it. I believe you. I hope so. <laughs> but, like, you, you could have put... I hope I killed every any one of these picks. Of, like, <laughs> like, you could have put any position here, and, like, yeah. I would still just say it's second, except for, unless they took a quarterback, then that would be a huge right. thing. Um, but you can put literally any position here, and I'd be like, yeah, I mean, the coaching staff, but yeah. Give him a kicker. So, yeah, let's just go watch him draft Sebastian Jadikowski. 
let's move on because this one's going to be a lot more talking about, a lot more to talk about. I'm excited um, for this one. New York Giants. This is one of those picks where I don't even know if this is going to happen. I don't even expect this to happen. I just fucking hope it happens. I have them taking Dwayne Haskins, quarterback from the Ohio State University. Uh, I feel like I have to wash my mouth out with soap after saying the Ohio State. Um, I have him as my top quarterback. I think he's a very good pocket passer. Um, You know, like Stephen A. Smith says, he's more of a runner than a passer, Um, which is a joke, by the way. He is very much not. I think he's really the only franchise caliber quarterback that you can really trust to be a just above average quarterback for the next 10 years um i think he would do really well in new york he has the mental makeup that would thrive there i would have loved to see him throw to odell beckham jr but oh well i just i don't know what else uh we could do here just please draft a quarterback. If My the God. Giants don't draft this QB and they don't trade for Josh Rosen, I don't know what the fuck to even make of that organization anymore. I mean, they, in the span of like two seasons, have gone from one of the most respected franchises in like NFL history to being a fucking laughingstock. It's and, so bad. and it's not even and I'm not even saying that as just like recency bias because of like Eli because before that I mean they were like a top notch at least in terms of like you know the intangible class organization forever and they have just mm-hmm. been a bungling mess for the last three seasons they need to take a quarterback to get some kind of stability in that organization to start right in the ship. Because it's nonsense. They just need to focus in on what they want to do. Do you want to go for another Super Bowl this year? Fine. Go for another Super Bowl this year. But actually fucking commit to it. I mean, you just traded Odell, so there's no way that you actually are trying to go. And Olivier Vernon, for what that matters. Right. If you're going to trade those guys and you're actually going to commit to getting more draft picks and building up your team, you need a quarterback. So hopefully those trades were enough to push them over the edge to convince them. If not, I'm sorry, Giants fans, but there's not much hope with Dave Gettleman behind uh, behind those doors in New York. He's still going to get another job, though. They oh, always of do. He will. Oh yeah, it's a boys' club. Anyway, moving on, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I originally had taking a quarterback. Uh, now that Big Dick Foles is there, they don't need that. And instead, they need people for him to pass it to. So with no real wide receivers that I would take in the top seven, top ten picks, um, I took the next best thing in the top tight end on the board and a player who is still very much good enough to uh, go top seven in TJ Hawkinson out of Iowa. Um, this guy, just think Jason Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, sorry. Okay. He's basically, he's not as explosive or dynamic as Gronk was, uh, but then again, no one is. But he's a dynamite pass catcher. He can block. He's shown that ability. Um, He's just an all-around effective tight end that could be Pro Bowl for the next 10 or so years. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Again, not a sexy pick, but is what it is. Not even not even the pick, it's just it's just the the the, the Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be a weird They went to the AFC Championship game 2 seasons ago. They shat the fucking bed last season. And yes, so this did. season's just going to be a really big question mark. So again, you could have put a different position here and I'm just not sure what I'd have to say about it because of just how odd of a place the Jaguars are in. I was thinking about giving them uh, you know, some more defensive help just because their defense was so good two years ago, but they still have some really great players along the defensive line. They have some great defensive backs there still. Their linebackers are phenomenal. Um, so I figured, why not fix the one thing that's been broken the past couple of years and just beef up that offense? Yeah, no, I'm, so, I'm with you. Makes sense. M- Moving on to number eight, the Detroit Lions. I gave them probably my favorite defensive prospect in this year's class uh, in Brian Burns, edge rusher out of Florida State. Um, 
man, this guy is quick. He is lean. He just has the best bend that I've seen in the past couple years. Um, just so flexible when turning the edge on a pass rush, so quick. He has a couple moves that he's shown. He showed at the combine that he was able to put on some weight and beef up while still not losing just an ounce of speed. Um, in my last mock draft, I had him going number three to the Jets instead of Josh Allen. Um, but with the way people have just been talking up Josh Allen so much, he is a little bit more refined. So I gave them Josh Allen and moved Brian Burns down a little bit. I think he has one of the highest ceilings of any defensive edge rusher in this class. I just can't wait to see him just get to the NFL. Um, and why not go with Detroit, who will always have a little place in my heart. Um, still got that lighter. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have anything to say about this either. Um, Do you know who Brian Burns is? Um, it, yeah, he he's the son of Brent Burns, right? Yep, that's him. Yeah, I, I, same I beard so. and everything. Yeah, father son yeah, duo. Really came out of the for the ages. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't have anything to say. About this. Yeah, I was really I mean, sitting D- here Detroit, trying to think of something. Detroit's one of those like sad teams where it's like, you know what? It's a Detroit pick. I have no strong feelings one way or the other. Yeah, I don't know what their problem is because I don't watch enough of their games. I know their division was supposed to be really good last year and then was just fucking was. awful. Um, <laughs> so I just like don't know what the fuck to say about this. So we can just move right past it. Moving on to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I have them picking up Jonah Williams, offensive tackle or offensive guard, depending on your opinion, from Alabama. This guy has been so great for Alabama. Um, I think he's, I think he's going to be the best offensive lineman in this class that we talk about in three years. Um, he's a little on the smaller side, doesn't have the longest arms, which scouts believe is the end-all, be-all for offensive tackles, which I don't agree with. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him fall a little bit because of that and see other guys that we talk about rise up a bit. Um, but this guy's my favorite. I want to see him go top 10 and really solidify that elite uh, status of being the top offensive tackle in this class. And what better way to help out the other Josh Allen than giving him something on that offensive line to keep him from having to scramble for 150 yards every game? Yeah, th- this makes me sad because this is a very sensible, very good pick for a team <laughs> in my division, and I don't like that. <laughs> Um, because also because I've often said that if the if the Jets were to trade down, this is the guy I'd want them to move down to pick mm-hmm. up. Um, in addition to acquiring the additional draft picks, because every single offensive line in all of football could use help. So yeah. it's 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 there's no such thing. It's like starting pitching in baseball. There's no such thing as too Can't many of out. them. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> so. It'll always be a good pick, especially because the Buffalo Bills offensive line is garbage. Yeah, really and they're losing bad. Richie Incognito, who's like not even that good. But, I mean, <laughs> they're still losing a guy, so I guess that counts for something. So Yeah, honestly, yeah. if the Jets took this guy at three, I wouldn't consider it a reach. I would still think that the Jets fans should be content that they took a nice, solid pick at three with Jonah Williams. You know, if they took him at three, I'd be surprised but not mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that's all I got to say. So moving on, we have Denver at 10, taking what was presumably the top overall pick heading into the season this year uh, in Ed Oliver, defensive lineman uh, out of Houston. Um, he was so dominant over the past couple years at Houston. He declared for the draft uh, two years ago. Basically, after uh, the 2017 season, he was like, all right, I'm going to play in 2018, and then I'm going to the NFL and declaring, and there's nothing you guys can do to stop me. Um, He could have been a top-five pick back then. Uh, He probably could still be a top-five pick this year. He had some injuries this year that held him out for most of the season, but, man, he he could be such an electric player. Um, I compare him a lot to Ndamukong Sue. Um, he could be that level. Um, he really was in consideration like Sue for the Heisman Trophy at one point, which is how special of a defensive player he is. Um, and Denver could really use the defensive help along that line. 
I don't think that they're going to take a quarterback here um, because they have Joe Flacco now, and he's elite. So why would they? Plus, I don't think John Elway is a very good GM. So, it, it, Well, it's weird. He's great at drafting defensive players and then literally not good at any other aspect of his job. Which you would... <laughs> be so surprised with if you actually exp- no. if you didn't know who John Elway was and someone explained it yeah. to you it wouldn't make any sense in the world yeah you know Hall of Fame quarterback John Elway can't draft so quarterbacks can't draft quarterback. wide receivers can't draft running backs but can draft the fuck out of a defense um, so in that respect this pick also just makes tons of sense because of yeah. the positional need and who the guy is drafting him uh it feels weird because I feel like they really should start taking offensive talent um, at a high position so that they have some. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they you don't. have some at some point. Because they, they, they traded away Demarius Thomas and they lost Emmanuel Sanders. So who the fuck did they got? Um, they got nobody. Yeah, exactly. So I don't even... They got Deshaun Hamilton, Penn Stater. I don't even know who the fuck that is. No, so, that makes me sad. Yeah, I mean, um, I they're they fucked. That's basically what they're at. They're fu- the Chargers are good. The um, the o- Oakland bottomed good. out way before them. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to be good. I think that this is the season that's either going to um, be a continued year of mediocrity for the Denver Broncos, where Elway's like, "Nah, trust me, we can still do it," or they're going to bottom out, but constantly be a year behind the Raiders, which is what's going to fuck them. So I okay. I don't. I think this pick also doesn't matter too much in this landscape of the 2019 NFL season, but I believe you've made a good choice here, buddy. Thanks. Moving on, the Cincinnati Bengals take linebacker Devin Bush out of Michigan, which, just like the Jonah Williams, is super sensible and hurts me a lot because I don't want them to make smart decisions. And I would really love Devin Bush to play for the Steelers. Um, I mean, they don't have anybody at linebacker right now. They have players at every other position along that defense. Offensively, they've got good players. They're not ready to replace Andy Dalton for I don't want to talk about Cincinnati. They're an irrelevant fucking franchise that should be moved out of that waste shithole of a city. Let's move on. Number 12, Green (laughs) Bay Packers taking tight end Noah Fant out of Iowa. The second tight end out of Iowa to go in the top 12 this year. Not only are there two tight ends going in the top 12, both of them are from Iowa. Um, Fant, to really just sum it up, better pass catcher than Hawkinson, but slightly much worse pass blocker. That's really all you got to know. Slightly much worse pass blocker. <laughs> Think like uh, Jordan Reed. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's weird that the, the, the Pats, or the Pats, the Packers seem intent on trying to obtain. Um, level of offensive capability while just refusing to acknowledge they have a yeah, defense. Their defense. Uh, well, I mean, so, last year they took a lot of cornerbacks in the first two rounds. Oh, yeah, last they year did. Was their that was, I forgot that. Year, but I think they... And that's the only one for the next decade. <laughs> I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers has kind of this offseason gone up to them and been like, hey, if you don't help me the fuck out, I will burn this franchise to the ground and they're like okay you're aaron Rodgers. we're gonna listen to you let's get you somebody to help you out so, yeah no, i i do think this makes sense though i mean aaron Rodgers could always use more dudes to both attempt to, to to pass block and throw the ball to so this sounds super reasonable to me oh yeah moving on number 13 the miami dolphins oh like- my god real quick that i'm watching yes network and they just showed a picture of brett gardner in 2008 when he had hair and wow did i forget Whoa. what that looked like oh All my right. god so it's uncomfortable for you to start talking about anything and look up a picture of brett gardner with hair um but yeah um, I i'll just miami- introduce the next guy while you do that so yeah miami's <laughs> 13th on the board they're going to be taking quarterback drew lock out of missouri and I don't know anything about Drew Locke other than the fact that he's got a great football name. So, yeah, Corwin's face is currently wretched. What is this? Dude started balding so young. Why do you think he shaves his head? Well, I kind of put that together, but my he just... Yeah, that's not what I would expect Brett Gardner with hair to look like. I know. There's also it's, not it's a not lot good. of... like. He's also wearing, like, a suit and tie, which is, like, the picture I'm looking at. 
it's just whatever. I got to move on. Otherwise, like, that's going to distract me. Somehow he looks older with hair than he does without it. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Even um, even though those picture, pictures are 10 years old. I mean, sorry, continue. Drew Locke. <laughs> tell me about Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Um, I don't love him, but he's really all we got at quarterback in this draft. Like, I hate this draft as far as quarterbacks are concerned, especially in the first round. Um, he's got Wait, all the who's tools. Miami's starter this year? Do you know? They don't have one. <laughs> I think it's they don't Brock have Osweiler. one, right? Yeah, I think it's Brock Osweiler. No, is it? I think so. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I originally didn't have them going Drew Locke because uh, I don't really believe in Drew Locke all that much. But then I realized it's Miami and they have literally no one else. So I, like, I thought I'd have to change this around a little bit. I mean, he's a big guy with wow. a big arm who threw too many interceptions in college and never really owned up to his potential. So he fits in perfectly with Miami. Really all I got to say about that. Maybe. Yeah, I, I now see why you mentioned Miami for a possible trade target with Josh Rosen. I I completely nothing. forgot that their quarterback situation was nil. If Damn. they seriously okay. don't trade, like they should trade their first round pick for Josh Rosen. Like they should trade anything and everything to get that man because their options are not good. Um, yeah, I, I saw rumors thinking, about them wanting to the put this market. off until next year and not draft really? a quarterback at all this year. And I thought that would be absolutely mind-bogglingly insane. So they just throw away the season. Yeah, what the hell? I got nothing else to do. Because, like, that's not even – that's – oh, wow. That, that'd be worse that than when the Browns started, that like, Deshaun Kaiser. That competition It honestly kind of should be. That'd be fucked. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Moving on, number 14, the Atlanta Falcons taking Montez Sweat, edge rusher out of Mississippi State. Um, oh, it's not pronounced sweet. It's sweat. Yeah, Damn it's sweat. Because I was going to say, Montez Sweet could be the most Atlanta name in NFL right. history. Oh, my God. That'd be perfect. Although Montez Sweat's no, also pretty sweat. good for Atlanta. Eh, not too shabby. Anything Montez. Yeah, Montez, Montez in general anything. is a very, like, Atlanta yeah. football name. Regardless, this guy absolutely lit up the combine. Like, he ran, I want to say, like, a 4-4 at, like, 240 pounds. I'll look it up. Actually, if you could look it up while I talk about him. Um, he just Wait, was... What am I looking up? Montez Sweat's 40 time and weight, or just his combine stats. You can just do Montez Yeah, I can Sweat do that. Combine. I got you. Um, he also is one of these guys who just could absolutely dominate the NFL. Um, he has such a high ceiling... Um, not quite as low of a floor, low of a floor as Brian Burns, but also not quite high of a ceiling. Um, this is exactly what Atlanta needs on that defensive line. Vic Beasley is not getting it done at edge rusher. He would fit in and just be uh, a difference maker from day one. Uh, his so he is six foot six, two hundred sixty pounds. He ran a 441 at um in the 40 yard dash. He did 21 reps on the bench. He had a 36 even vertical, a 125 even broad. Um he ran a 7 second three cone drill, a 4.29 shuffle, sorry, 20 yard shuffle and did not run the 60 yard shuffle. Shuttle. Those sorry, are shuttle. absolutely phenomenal times all around. Like this guy weighs 30 pounds more than Saquon Barkley and ran the same 40 time. Just as a reference, like he shouldn't be able to move the way he does. Um, just truly dominant. Speaking of dominating the combine, number 15 ah, yes. for the Washington Redskins, we have DK Metcalf, wide receiver out of Old Miss. Um, in my post-combine uh, mock draft, I moved this guy all the way up to number five or four, I think it was, to Oakland just because, man, Big-ass wide receivers who run fast. It's just exactly what Oakland does. Um, but it's very much at, so their, uh, their target demographic there. <laughs> just I'm not huge on the whole wide receiver in the top five. Um, I think you know, 10 to 15, 10 to 20 would be more of his range uh, in reality. People talk about how bad his three-cone drill was, but if you actually watch the tape – 
he uh, his cleat slipped and he actually fell down while running it, which is why it was so bad. Um, I think he's going to be one of the most athletic wide receivers in the NFL next year. I just don't know if he has the route running uh, polish that could really make him a dominant wide receiver from day one. Um, I think he would instantly be Washington's best receiver, though, and I think that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, it it really seems like Washington has just fucking no one to actually receive balls. So, why not take a chance on a dude that has freakish athletic ability and see if you can't teach him the route running aspect and in the meantime just enjoy the size and speed. Yeah, he's definitely going to be one of those guys who's going to be uh polarizing in the draft this year. Teams are going to love him or teams are going to hate him. Um but all you need is one team to love yeah. him to get picked. Uh, moving on down to 16, we have Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle out of Florida. Um, I actually thought about switching him and Jonah Williams with Buffalo. Taylor's just uh, a much larger frame. Uh, I think he's like 6'5", 6'6", uh, over 300 pounds by a good margin. Uh, doesn't quite have the finesse that uh, Jonah Williams does, but probably is the more prototypical offensive tackle in the NFL and that's what a lot of teams care about Carolina doesn't have much going for them on that offensive line um, and you kind of saw it last year with Cam Newton getting beat up a ton um, they really don't need much they have their number one number two wide receiver they have Christian McCaffrey which counts as kind of everything uh, they have holes on defense but at the same time, offensive line is really their biggest need, so why not give them Joan Taylor? Yeah, I mean, if you want Cam Newton to stay mobile, you're going to need to give him an offensive line, and that's not even just because he's going to need room to wiggle out of the pocket, but you don't want the guy that's risking getting you know, smashed up on the field when he runs to have to also deal with that possible reality when he's staying in the pocket because Cam Newton is a decent pocket passer. So you want him to have an option to do both and not be taking hits um, it, do, it, in either field, you know. So this makes sense to me, too. Yeah, I'm with you. So moving on back down to the New York football Giants. Oh, that's right, because they have Cleveland's pick, right? They do. I yeah. initially didn't change it. But honestly, looking back, uh, I like so when I sent this to you, I forgot that the Giants had this pick, and I just realized when I was talking about their pick earlier. And looking at taking this player, I thought actually that is even better if they went to the Giants. So at seventeen, I have Rashawn Gary, uh, defensive lineman from Michigan. Just like Ed Oliver that we were talking about earlier, this guy was a uh, number one overall recruit coming out of high school. Um, just uber athletic, played every single position along the defensive line for Michigan, kind of just filling in wherever they needed it. Um, Production-wise, didn't really live up to his potential, um, but he was also playing out of position at, I want to say, three technique uh, for Michigan. There's really no other uh, tier one edge rushers for the Giants to take here, which is their biggest need. Um so why not just get the next best thing and get a guy that could play anywhere along that line for them in Rashawn Gary? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, we talked about the Giants being fucked already. I mean, this pick yeah. to me is so, so irrelevant in comparison to what the, the they do with their earlier pick. Um, it's still going to be important because it's still your second first round pick and that has a ton of value but mm -hmm. especially at 17 um right that's what this is yes. but um yeah it just in comparison to their earlier pick this just does doesn't fucking matter as long as they get a quarterback with the first pick exactly they could take literally me and it honestly it would still be a win <laughs> it's be a good draft it'd be a just fine draft imagine me at six foot six you know 200 even just, just lining shave up two inches off your your height what did i say you said six six i absolutely did better believe it <laughs> usually people add on inches there pal no 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 i need to be shorter um, you should say you're 610 yeah, so that you can Christ. just like plaxico burris 
which we just talked about the other day. Um, yeah. Just stand above cornerbacks and catch the ball. No That'd need to fun. jump. God, just I used to Kareem, love watching Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ah, anyway. just out there. That'd be great. Moving on. The Minnesota Vikings taking a Minnesota Vikings pick with Andre Dillard, offensive tackle out of Washington State. Uh, this came on. This guy came on late in the process. Really showed off during the Senior Bowl and at the Combine. Um, I really like watching this guy's film. He's a definite playmaker at offensive tackle. Like Carolina, uh, Minnesota just desperately needs guys along that offensive line, and I think he would fit in, be a day one starter, um, and actually be able to make a difference along that line, and actually hopefully be able to get that Minnesota offense rolling again next year. Yeah, I, I'm going to say the same thing about Minnesota's pick as I did the Lions pick in that they all sound good, and I don't know what happened to them last year because they were supposed to be <laughs> great and then shat the bed real fucking hard. Real so, yeah, um, I, this is going to be – or same thing as the Jacksonville Jaguars. They made it suit. They made it to the – NFC Championship game two years ago, finished second to last in the division last year, third maybe because the no one of the uh, Vikings, Packers, or or Lions had a good season, and then this year is uh, just a big old question mark. Although they are in a much better big position than the Jaguars, but yeah. So I, I all of those picks that they could possibly make sound good, including this one. All right, moving on to the Tennessee Titans. Um, Tennessee is just one of those teams where I find it hard to draft for them because I just yeah, have just a hard like time finding out those needs. You know, like I don't watch enough of them throughout the year to really know where they're lacking. Um, so I tried to do as much research as I could into it. Um, they could use some help interior defensive line, and why not give them the best? You know interior defensive line left on the board by a good margin in Dexter Lawrence out of Clemson. Uh, this guy is just a massive human being that dominated every single year he played at Clemson. Um, I think he could fit in uh, nicely between Cameron Wake and what's his face out of Boston College last year, Harold Landry. I think he'd um, really fit in well between those two guys. And uh, I mean, Tennessee's defense surprised last year with uh, I thought they were much better than I thought they were going to be. Why not just improve it a little more? Sure. Let's let's just move right past this. To the Pittsburgh Steelers at pick 20. <laughs> the I fucking would, lame-o factory. Oh, yeah. So I would absolutely love if one of the top two middle linebackers in um, – What's his face? Devin White and Devin Bush fell here. Neither of them likely will. Um, but also, there was not a single cornerback taken yet. So why not take the best one, in my opinion, in Byron Murphy out of Washington? Um, I think this guy is just got just... I want to stay all-star, but it's all-pro potential in the NFL. Um, doesn't quite have the ceiling of a guy like Greedy Williams, who many say is the top quarterback, cornerback. Um, but honestly, I'm sick and tired of the Steelers taking these just uber athletic guys who don't have any real production or um, like nuances to their game. We need a serious playmaker now. We can't wait for them to kind of figure out who they're going to be. Uh, no more risks. Take Byron Murphy. He'll be a star for us and instantly be our best defensive back. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense sucks, so that yes, makes sense. Um, Moving on yeah. to Seattle. Uh, a guy that also recently has just caught fire as among scouts. Uh, Josh, I want you to say this name because I want to see how you pronounce it. Chauncey Gardner-Jones. Johnson? All right. I didn't know exactly how Chauncey was pronounced. I thought it was Chauncey. Really? Yeah, I mean, that's not a name you see a lot. All right, so I might Chauncey? be biased because, no, but I grew up watching old movies. Like, I love old movies. And Chauncey is not an uncommon name in, like, old films. So that could be Fair my enough. bias right there. I especially thinking of uh, Chauncey Gardner is actually the name of the lead character from being there starting Peter Sellers, just saying. 
His name was literally in the movie Chauncey Gardner. I physically felt my eyes glaze over. Um, that's a great fucking movie, and Peter Sellers deserved to have won an Oscar for it. Nominated, but didn't win because of the blooper reel at the end. But that movie is amazing. And it's got Shirley MacLaine. Just All fucking right, saying. So I'm actually going to change this to saying Oscar nominee Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Oscar nominee Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, uh, who is a safety out of Florida. Um, this guy is just uber dynamic, could play... Dude, you said Four Uber different. like three times in the last ten minutes. Did I really? Yeah, you said it a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, this guy is a very versatile player who could play anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Do you know how many cliches scouts use when they talk about these guys? Like, oh yeah, there's oh, only remember, so many oh, synonym synonyms for these words. It's not only that, but I also remember um, for the draft, the MLB draft last season. The White Sox were getting really tired of their scouts always comparing players to Hall of Famers instead of comparing mm -hmm. them to just other. So they brought in water guns to the draft room so that they would spray anybody who compared an 18-year-old prospect to Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I get it. I know. I hate watching it, too. But at some point, you just fall into that trap of running out of words to use to like you hear it so much when you talk about these guys and like I always think of these words when I think about them. Right. So it's that word association. So I always get wrapped up in using the stuff that's fresh in my mind. But regardless, I, know, I, I understand. I knew that's what you were doing, too, because I knew yeah. you weren't realizing how much you were saying it. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Um, but really, this anyway, guy could play, uh, play free safety, yeah. strong safety, nickel cornerback. He could play along the line. Just he would be a dynamite for Seattle. Um, just fit anywhere that they need him to. And on that defense, they kind of need something like that because they don't have Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, or anyone left from that uh, Legion of Boom. So why not? Yeah. I mean, I think this makes sense. Um, I could also, maybe not easily, but could see them trying to take a, an offensive weapon of some kind since it seems like their um, skill players on offense is a little bit lacking. But... I think that's fair to say the same thing about this position group. So, yeah. um, makes sense to me. They're just not the same team they were. No, and that's not to say that they won't be competitive, but they're definitely a significantly less talented team than they were when they won the Super Bowl because everyone's getting paid elsewhere. Exactly. So, moving on at 22, we have the Baltimore Ravens, who just. I don't know what their offense is going to look like next year with a full off season with Lamar Jackson running the show. Um, they are still probably going to heavily favor the run compared to the pass, but they also probably did that a lot last year because they had no one to pass it to. So why not give them the next best wide receiver in this draft class, Keneal Harry, Nikhil Harry, excuse me, out of Arizona State. Uh, this guy's just a monster. He is uh, just as large as... Um, DK, he's just as large as DK Metcalf, uh, not quite the same athlete, but also a little bit more polished as a route runner. Absolute monster after the catch. Um, I think he's going to have a very successful career, um, although I don't ever really see him being one of the top wide receivers in the NFL, which is good because he's going to play for uh, Baltimore. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about Baltimore. Um I think that Lamar Jackson is not the answer, although I would still root nope. for him because he's a young dude, but um, I don't think he's, he's going to... I think they're going to be mediocre as fuck. Really do. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't care. I just don't care. Ed hates to... I hate to say it, but I really do think Cleveland's just going to run away with this division next year, and it's going to hurt me so much. It, it, it certainly looks like they might. But uh, tell me about Houston's pick. Houston, like most of these teams, just have nothing at offensive line right now. Um, that is a fair their, point. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're bad. They really need a guy, and Cody Ford might be the best offensive tackle in this draft out of Oklahoma. Um, just dominant in college. Uh, just really solid guy all around uh, as far as a prospect goes. Real safe pick for them. Um, I don't think Houston needs to get fancy with this. Just take the best offensive tackle on the board. 
Yeah, I mean they they showed a great propens- propensity to to um Dwayne Brown. Oh, damn it. Sorry. Uh they 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 showed an ability to win and be offensively uh what's the looking for? Productive with a subpar offensive line. So honestly, yeah. I th- I think that we said it earlier. You could never go wrong taking more offensive linemen. Absolutely not. Always a good pick. Going down to 24, Oakland with their second pick of the night. Um, I have been going with Greedy Williams, cornerback out of LSU, uh, who very well may be the best uh, and most dynamic cornerback in this draft. Um, He's one of those guys who just showed these absolute bursts of production, was just uh, phenomenal for short periods, but was never able to consistently pull it together. Um, That's the big reason why I didn't have him going to Pittsburgh at pick 20 um, just because they needed a more safe pick. Oakland isn't looking to compete anytime soon. So they have a chance to really have this guy grow to being one of the top cornerbacks in the country. Um, I don't know why I said that. Uh, That's a real big college cliche, but regardless, he could very well be the best, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL if he can put it all together. I have nothing to say about this either, honestly. All right, moving on down to Philadelphia. Um, I probably could have had them go any other defensive position as well just because they could really use it right now. Um, They could really use, you know, an offensive tackle to replace the 37-year-old Jason Peters. I never realized he was that old. Um, But at safety, I just love Nazir Adderley uh, out of FCS Delaware. Just... As much as I want to say he's a lightning rod, just like I did with uh, the last guy I talked about, he is just so quick, um, so fast, able to cover all areas of the field. Um, Probably if he was going to an FBS school, and especially if he was at a Power 5 or SEC school, he would be in uh, talks to go in the top 15. Um, He could really just be a, a playmaker for them. And I just want to see Philadelphia just have, you know, a real hard-hitting, fast, speedy safety in there again. So, yeah. I don't. Well, <laughs> that's fine. You don't have I to. want I want the team to just suffer. Um, I want them to get, yeah, like, locked really... out of a stadium one day and, and just have to forfeit on accident. Um, what do you have against them. Philly? Everything. The town's awful. It's just such, such a, a such a mediocre you are town. Such a New Yorker. What fucking city closes at five p.m.? It's it's insanity to me. It's creepy and weird, and the people suck. I mean, there's nothing good there. You are about as Brooklyn as it gets. How I'm not even remotely Brooklyn. I know that's what makes this so surprising. And all of my family's in the Bronx. I know, but oh, well, all right. I meant the Bronx. That's on me. I'm very much not from New York City, so fuck off. Anyway, continue with telling me about Indianapolis's pick at 26. All right. Well, this guy, Jeffrey Simmons, um, as far as actual playing goes, he is a top 10 player. Uh, tore his ACL earlier in the offseason, has a checkered past where he got into a bar fight um, and ended up some woman was hit. Um he has been absolutely fantastic on and off the field since then. Um, I truly believe that that off-field incident was really just a run of bad luck than something that was an issue with his character. Um, I would love to see this guy go much higher, although that ACL injury would really damper the effect or the probability of that happening. Um, Indianapolis and Chris Ballard have kind of shown that they're fine taking a guy waiting a year for them to really compete and really um, have that guy develop and be healthy. Um, and if he can get healthy, this is a dynamite steal at 26. He's also a defensive cool. tackle, if I didn't mention that earlier. But it doesn't really matter. Moving on down to 27. Yeah, I was going to say, Indianapolis's offense seems yeah. to be fine. They just got fucked right. on defense last season. I mean, they gave up over Ooh, 40 yeah. points to the 2018 Jets. Yeah, uh, which was good. fun for me, but not for the city of Indianapolis. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. 
Oakland's third pick, which they got from Dallas this year. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Doug Martin and Marshawn Lynch are not the young dynamite. Starting over. I don't know if you know this, but Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin aren't the dynamite young backs that they used to be. And those are the two starting running backs for the Oakland Raiders going into next year. So I feel like it's are they is Marshawn still there? Yeah, because I I thought he signed a two year contract two years ago. I thought he was done. Uh, I thought there was another option, and he was still thinking about coming back, and just hasn't quite made it official yet. Regardless, I have them going with uh, Josh Jacobs, running back out of Alabama. Um, Never really showed the production until this past year, just because. Alabama running backs are usually pretty damn good, and there's always so many of them. Um, But I think this guy's head and shoulders above the rest of the running back class in this. Um, At 27, you can get this guy um, and don't need to reach for him. Oakland is kind of just down to taking best player available, and they need some real offensive talent to replace, you know, Amari Cooper and... Man, they just don't have anything on offense right now. Like, David Carr is not a sexy player. None of their wide receivers are sexy. They don't have Derek a tight end. Derek Carr. I say David. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I know. So boring, it doesn't Same even guy. matter. Same guy. Yeah, pretty much. What's the difference anyway? Just love like 200 sacks. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, I mean, Oakland doesn't have a lot going on. This is all going to be more relevant when we talk about this team in, like, another year or two than it is right now. So whatever they think is best for their progression as a team, uh, so here being the running backs, a progression as an offensive unit is going to be judged uh, over the course of time, and it's not going to be immediate impact for any you know win-driven success outside of um, team skill progression and, and congealing success. So, uh, yeah, I have nothing to say about this. If they can leave this draft in the first round with Quinnen Williams, Greedy Williams, and Josh Jacobs, that's an A-plus draft right there. I don't even need to see the rest of their picks. That would just be perfect for them. Sure. Um, number number 28, the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, another team that just desperately needs a solid left tackle. So another late riser in the process, Dalton Reisner animal at the senior bowl an animal at the combine offensive tackle out of kansas state just a real solid pick not super sexy yep nothing to say on my end Mm -hmm. moving down to 29 kansas city needs to replace d ford and justin houston why not take you know a little bit of white chocolate white boy supreme chase winovich edge rusher out of michigan I really thought this was just going to be one of those stereotypical white try-hard edge rushers who just wasn't athletic enough to really do anything in the NFL other than, you know, average production for a while. But absolutely destroyed the combine, lit it up, showed that he is just an A-plus caliber athlete on par with the rest of them. Um, And I think that's enough to push him into the first round. And I think he's exactly what Kansas City needs just to provide some pressure on the edge. I, I don't even know what to make of Kansas City's defensive arrangement. It seems like the defense last year was just playing to the score rather than play to prevent the scoring. Um, mm-hmm. So if, if this can keep him from letting up 40 fucking points a game, cool. Because uh, that yeah. seems to be the issue far more so than their offense, which was ridiculous last season so cool sounds good moving down to green bay which they got from new orleans at pick 30 i have them taking jonathan abram uh safety out of mississippi state uh this guy's just a bulldozer he's just gonna hit you so hard he'll knock you unconscious um he's a playmaker that's kind of what green bay green bay's defense needs um, they have some good corners. They have some good players, you know, spotted everywhere. They don't really have anybody to really just be a threat on all areas of the field. And I think that's what Jonathan Abram, Abram, not Abrams, brings. Um, yeah, it's not a sexy pick, but it works for Green Bay. Sure. Yep. yep. 
moving on. <laughs> Pick 31, Los Angeles Rams. Garrett Bradbury, center out of North Carolina State. Uh, the Rams don't really need much help at the tackles or guard positions, but they do desperately need a center. Um, and why not take the best one in the draft who, if he was playing any other position along the line, would probably go five, ten picks earlier. But he's a center. He's a guard. So he gets uh, he falls down to 31, who the Rams graciously pick up and run with it. So why not? Sure. I expect right. there to be several Cadbury egg jokes by whatever team drafts him. God damn it, Josh. Moving on to 32, New England Patriots, those fucking bastards, replace Rob Gronkowski with Irv Smith Jr., tight end out of Alabama. Uh, not quite as sexy as Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson out of Iowa, but still a very good tight end at his own right kind of unfair that they can just replace Rob Gronkowski with another dynamite tight end. I'm now realizing I'm saying dynamite quite a lot this episode. I was say, you have I said it a few a times. Yeah. yeah. Sound like very yeah, 1950s here. Yeah, fuck it. You gonna go to the sock hop after this? Oh, you know I Gonna go drink some pop? Yeah. Oof. Whatever. I really hope honestly, I hope this guy doesn't work out if he goes to New England. I just can't stand them having just superb t- tight ends just to fuck everyone else over every time we play them or anyone plays them so fuck you Irv Smith hope you listen to this <laughs> you know he hasn't actually been drafted yet <laughs> watch as he goes to the he Steelers me. oh I would love him favorite player right there yeah, Irv, yeah I love you of course he is <laughs> so that that's the first round um real quick uh, if other than a, a possible Rosen trade, would you would you see any of these draft picks changing hands uh, b- prior to or the day of the draft? Yeah, I think um, in all likelihood, a safe bet of like four or five trades is pretty pretty fair. But I mean, like, do you have any in in mind in particular that you think would be a relatively um, safe? Bet? Like, if you had to put money down that this trade was going to happen, what I what think, what trade uh, would you put money down on? I genuinely think the Giants and the Jets swapping picks would be a good idea. Um, maybe with San Francisco. Um, I think Washington moving up to take a quarterback would work. Um, Miami moving up for a quarterback. I actually it's, don't think Washington would, only because I think they're cool with being bad with Case Keenum at the helm for a year. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think they'd be cool, with, and then try to go for Tua Tagovailoa. I think that's how you say it. Um, yes. Next season, Tagovailoa. Just because I just don't think that they care right now, and they've got Keenum under yeah. the under the contract for one season, so fuck it. But I mean, next year's quarterback class looks to be the best. You know, honestly, I've seen since I've started watching football. Um, Jake Fromm, Jake Eason, Tua Tagovailoa. Um, there's just so many fantastic quarterbacks next year uh, that could all... Honestly, having five quarterbacks in the top ten next year might not be the wildest thing. Give me one bold prediction for the NFL draft. Round one. Uh, the Giants are going to fuck it up. That's not bold. You're right, that's not bold. Um, a bold prediction... Um, man, I got to think for a sec. All right, my bold prediction while you're thinking is that the New England Patriots trade up to be in the top 20 somewhere. For what? I don't know. Just for anything? They're going to find something up there. Um, I think if they make any trade, in all honesty, I think they trade their first and like next year's first for like no 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 you're not arguing with mine year. you spend all those brain cells thinking about yours you're right I know honestly I also didn't really get anywhere with mine um name something stupid Green Bay trading their two first round picks for a top eight top seven pick and drafting a quarterback oh that'd be hilarious oh my god oh my imagine god, if Green so Bay funny. jumped like. The Giants. Like, Imagine they jump the Giants. How yeah, fucking funny would that exactly be? Exactly what I was going to oh, say. Oh, that'd be so fucking funny. Hands. I would fucking love it. 
Oh, that's right, Voight. Sorry. Uh, Voight Homer. Yeah, that'd be, that'd, be, that'd be great. I'd love that so much. Well, I think that's All right. it for us. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about this. No, I don't. I, I'm, I'm good. Um, we'll be recording our next episode before the NFL draft takes place. So we'll be talking about the results of the NFL draft Monday for Monday's episode, um, the 25th. Or no, the um the twenty ninth, uh, the draft would be on the twenty fifth. Uh, we'll look at the results, talk about that, talk about also the day two and three stuff that we're not going to get to here for sake of time and just rel- honestly just interest. Um, and yeah, we'll go all over all of it then. I can't and, wait! I am so excited for the draft. I I am of, best part scared. of the year for me. Yeah, oh, it's never been mine because the Jets have always been able to fuck it up. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, the Steelers have been doing that lately. Anyway, yeah, let's get on out of here. All right, if you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at juicingthenumbers at gmail dot com. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can do so at juicingpod, juicing p o d. And if you want to find our website. You can do so at juicingthenumbers.wixsite.com slash website. It's all in the notes. It's all there. Everything you need. The keys to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And uh, we will talk to you guys all on Thursday. Take it easy.